Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Sports with Yosef. And while I welcome you in to another episode, I am also pained to tell you that this will be the last episode, at least for now. More on that later. Before we get to that tear-jerking news, uh, I've got Jerry Coleman, who covers the Orioles and Ravens for 105.7 The Fan. Sports Radio in Baltimore. He is coming on to talk about aforementioned sports teams. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then, yes, right after that, I'll cut right to the chase and explain what is happening and what the plan is moving forward. And while I say this is the last episode, it could be I'll be coming back and it could be I'll pick it right back up again. And I'm really hoping that'll be the case. But again, more on that later. And all that coming up, and I guess this time, not much more on Sports with Yosef. Coming on today to talk Baltimore sports, it's Jerry Coleman. Jerry hosts the 6 to 10 p.m. evening show on 105.7 The Fan Baltimore Sports Talk Radio. He also has a podcast with Jason Lock and Fora, the Be More Opinionated. You can find him on Twitter at Sports with Coleman and on Instagram at jcole5545. And additionally, over the last couple of years, I've gotten a lot of help from a lot of different people in the sports broadcasting industry. Top of that list is Jerry. Jerry's always been there, whether it be questions, asking for a critique, sending me stats, whatever it is, Jerry has really been there. And Jerry, thanks for coming on and giving me your time. How are you doing? Great to catch up with you, Yosef, and uh, congratulations on the podcast. I will break some news here, even though it's a couple of years old, which shows me you didn't follow my podcast. But the Be More Opinionated podcast with Locke and Fora, we stopped that about, I don't know, 18 months ago because, well, we both have regular radio shows, weren't making enough side money doing it. Hopefully this is very profitable for you. I know you're not in it for the money, but we did stop the podcast and now we're doing our respective radio shows. So you can go back and hear the podcast in archive form if you so choose at Be More Opinionated on Twitter. All right, well, my bad for being behind on the times. And yeah, you did call me out. For You're not, fine. Not You're fine. What's the name of this podcast? Sports with Yosef. See, I mean, it's almost as creative and it took me a long time to come up with the title of my show, Sports with Coleman. So you're right there with me in the same ballpark. Kudos. Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually I for on the first episode for the first episode I had gotten uh, Ravens wide receiver Chris Moore to commit to coming on. I did not have an episode yet when I got that commitment that night. I was like, I have to have a name and I have to have an episode out tonight. So that and I never changed the name since. Did you get him? No, he changed his phone number and he was too busy with training camp. So, uh, well, that shame on him and uh, hopefully the Ravens cut him. Yeah, well, well, that'll be one of the interesting special teams decisions that they'll have to be making. And I think another interesting decision that the Ravens, we know they want to make, we know Lamar Jackson wants to make, the contract extension, everyone's talking about it. But, I mean, when's it going to happen? Well, it's funny you mention that. Um, I was talking about that with a very close source, very close the other day. And this source told me a couple of different things. Yeah, the organization wants to do it, but we could conceivably wait three more years to pay them. And he didn't get into details, but that meant franchising them. So I don't think they're as anxious to pay him 
and they don't think it's a big priority for him. I happen to think it must be because his friends and colleagues have to be saying, hey, when's your payday coming? Watching all these other quarterbacks, some maybe less accomplished, like a Dak Prescott, you could make that argument, making a whole lot more money than Lamar. And to be honest, if I'm the Ravens, I wait and see because I'm still fearful of the injury. And no, I'm not one of these people that's waiting for him to get hurt. But when you run the football like a running back as much as he does, inevitably it's going to happen. Every player gets hurt. Every player has gotten hurt at some point during their career in terms of star players, name players. We can go over them all. You tell me who's gone injury-free. So I think that's in the back of their minds. The fact that it will tie up the salary cap the way Joe Flacco did for a long time also is also in the back of their minds. They felt like they might have been able to squeeze a Super Bowl or two out of them before they had to pay them. Now they're just hoping for one. So I do not think it's going to happen anytime soon. But if it happens by the time this podcast airs, and shame on me and not having it right, but reading the tea leaves right now, Yosef, I would say there is not a new deal coming before this season. So switching to the other front office in Baltimore, the Orioles, and I don't know if you have an insider's um, take on this one, but the Orioles have to decide if they're going to be make, making some trades at the deadline. They've been really active in the past years. I don't like. Their, I don't think they should be active this year. Have you heard anything about what their plans are for the next couple of days? Well, it sounds like it's been qu- kind of uh, quiet. Um, I would say this, you know, this year, the trade deadlines on a Friday on the 30th instead of the uh, traditional 31st. And one of the reasons, by the way, for that is, is most of the uh, baseball executives, especially during their valuable summertime, don't want to have to work on the weekend. So the trade deadlines on a Friday on the 30th, look it up. Usually it's the 31st. But again, no one wants to interrupt martini hour in the Hamptons for some of these MLB GM. So all the deals will be done by four o'clock PM Eastern time on Friday. I think Trey Mancini stays. I just don't think there's a high demand for him. Although I think if the Orioles were overwhelmed, they would trade him, but they would have to be completely overwhelmed. And it would make sense considering his age and contract. But I think more closely and more seriously, they have to consider Paul Fry and Tanner Scott. Those are two relievers that I think are a commodity to a contender out there. So the Orioles may have their phone ring uh, in the next 48 to 72 hours and strike a deal because those guys I think do have value. Uh, There's no one on the starting staff that has any value, I think, to any major league club. And that includes Matt Harvey, who's had a brief run here in the second half. I'm assuming we're leaving out John Means because he's too valuable to ship off. Correct. That and the fact that he's coming off the injury, uh, I don't think the Orioles certainly would get the value for him that they really should get. And he's an ace and he's under contract or club control for three more years before free agency. So absolutely not. I would at least stick one more year with John Means. I still think you could get a, uh, a nice return if you decide to trade him next year. I would hope they would be able to reach some type of deal if he's healthy. And this left shoulder is not an issue, the uh, fatigue, because it has been the last couple of years. But they still have some time before they have to pay him, and he's under club control for a while. 
Orioles have a lot of guys under club control, including Cedric Mullins, who has just had a fantastic, surprising season. But leaving Cedric Mullins aside and leaving John Means and Trey Mancini aside, which other Orioles have you been surprised by this year? Cedric Mullins, Trey Mancini. You said I can't include those two? Nope, someone a little bit less high profile. Sorry, I'm distracted right now because I'm watching Jorge Lopez implode. And it doesn't matter when this podcast runs because this guy leads the majors and defeats. Right. So you could play this in April. You could play this in July. You could play this again in September. And Jorge Lopez just imploding would play at any time. As far as surprises, I would say so far, Ramon Urias has been a pleasant surprise. But I, I just think the jury's still out on guys like him, just like with a Spencer Watkins who comes in and shines real quickly. I'm very impressed with Austin Hayes. I think he's a keeper. I think he's a guy in Ryan Mountcastle that obviously still need to work on their consistency, but have a future with this team. As far as the pitching goes, uh, most of the best pitching is in the minor leagues. There really isn't anyone that I think is going to be around next year that has really shined this year. I mean, Bruce Zimmerman was on his way, but he was hurt. And the other guys, Lopez, Harvey, uh, you know, obviously John Means is, is going to be a guy that's going to be good. But the other fill-ins, Keegan Aiken, very, very non-impressive this year. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, how long those guys are there. But the million-dollar question, Adley Rutschman, how soon do we get to see him in Baltimore? Well, there's a lot of talk that he's going to come up next year. I tend to think that's a mistake. I would wait one more year. And the reason being is, well, more than twofold. But I just start off by saying that this is his first year in professional baseball because of the pandemic. First time playing at least 140 games. Has had his ups, mostly, but a few downs. Hasn't reached AAA just yet. The Orioles are going to probably finish in last place next year. Let's be realistic about it. We all know how good and competitive the AL East is. So why not wait and start the clock? I just don't understand the urgency in starting the clock in terms of service time. And you're going to have him under control for seven years. This guy's a stud. Um, If they bring him up at the end of the year, I'm fine with that in like August or September. No reason for him to be on the opening day roster, in my opinion, next year for a team that is bound to finish at the bottom of the major leagues and have a high draft pick once again. And continuing that rebuilding process with that draft pick and a guy who has been working a lot with Ali Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez. Do you expect Rodriguez to be on the same timetable as Rutschman? I would say the same boat. I wouldn't promote. In fact, if I'm the Orioles, don't promote him the same day because you can squeeze at least two thirty to 40,000 fan attendance days out of those outings, major league debuts. We've seen it with Matt Wieters and other guys that have come up where people come out to see the debut. I think it will have that type of fanfare, certainly with Rushman. Everyone will want to be at that game. And I think the same thing will be with Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, Gunnar Henderson will garner a lot of attention. Jordan Westberg. We can go on when, um, Eventually, he gets healthy. D.L. Hall, when he makes his start, if he continues 
to recover and do well at the minor league level. He'll attract a big crowd. No one like Rushman, though. So Rushman and Rodriguez are, are right there one and two in terms of attracting a big crowd. But again, no hurry to promote these guys because of where they are in terms of their careers. Rodriguez is a little bit further along in terms of, uh, you know, seniority. I had a Rushman, but still, I just don't see the need if you're in last place to promote these guys just to have them around and start the clock. I, I would wait as long as possible. Yeah, I'm with I'm on the same boat as you with it for that, albeit it would definitely get the Orioles a lot more tickets than the four or five thousand they're getting a night. Well, it will, but in the long run, how many more thousand seats? Come on. Yeah. I mean, people will show up for the debut. If they if the guys go on a tear and become phenoms, yes, more people will come to the ballpark. But when I say more, I'm thinking five thousand more people a night. I, I mean, I guess that's quite a bit of change considering how many peanuts, if they're selling peanuts, I haven't been to a game in a while or Cokes or whatever they sell, but is it worth it in terms of the uh, bigger picture of the franchise and where they are in the rebuild? Likely not. A guy who, a different Baltimore rookie who Baltimore needs him to step up and step up right away. Rashad Bateman. What are your expectations for Bateman this year? Well, we are going back and forth between the Orioles and the Ravens, yeah, aren't we? We're going from – I was just talking about the trade deadline, and now I'm talking about a rookie wide receiver out of Minnesota that everyone really has been talking up and, you know, has the skills. And during the OTAs, we saw his long legs and strides, and he can go up and get the contested ball. Also missed a few practices – with uh, nicks and injuries, which was a little bit of a red flag. Let's see if that continues during training camp, because when you start missing time, you get compared to other first round busts like Rashad Perryman that missed a lot of time due to injury. So knock on wood, let's hope that's not the case with this kid. All the reports are glowing. It's very early as I'll caution everyone. They won't put on the pads until next week. Um, but so far he's looked pretty good. Unfortunately with Lamar Jackson out because of COVID-19, he is not going to be able to catch passes for him from him, excuse me, for at least over a week. And that's a little bit of a setback, even though he did catch from him during the OTAs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Apologize for switching back and forth. Definitely didn't have it planned like that, but got a couple of things. That's all right. I can handle both because I cover both teams probably unlike anyone else on major radio in this town in terms of broadcast radio. There's a couple other reporters, but I'm on most of the conference calls and, you know, I'm covering most of the teams in terms of Zoom. I would say I'm more at the Ravens and the Orioles these days, but I have to get my uh, negative test back to cover a Ravens practice. That's part of the protocol during training camp. Not only do you have to be vaccinated, um, to be able to not wear a mask, but you also, no matter who you are, to cover the Ravens these days, you're not only wearing a uh, device tracker, they want to know where you're walking around, but you have to produce a negative COVID test, which I have not even gotten a test during the whole time during COVID. Knock on wood, I haven't tested. I mean, I haven't had any symptoms and I've gotten the vaccine, but those are the rules in the NFL. So Sorry to interrupt your question, but again, fire away, whether it be the Orioles or Ravens. 
Well, we'll end off here on the Ravens. And Jerry, every after every interview, I like to ask for a prediction and just a little bit of for the Ravens already. No, this one's a different one, Jerry. You're, you're not going to okay. heard this one before. All right. I mean, because uh, there could be a lot of injuries, Joseph, uh, trades, uh, all sorts of things. That's why don't bet on a team right now in Vegas. I think it's a sucker's bet. But go right ahead. Yeah. So what I was just, what I was saying is there has been a lot of success in in these predictions. So no pressure or anything. All right. So Lamar Jackson's beaten 23 NFL teams as a starting quarterback. He's not beaten the Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears, Saints, Panthers, Chiefs, and Broncos. He will have pl- be playing all those teams by the end of his fifth NFL season, by the end of next season. And Lamar, he's been perfect against the NFC so far. And if he beats those teams, those teams, he will become by far the youngest quarterback to beat 31 NFL teams. Yes or no? You think Lamar's going to be able to pull it off? I mean, all he does is win in the regular season. Well, that's true. Uh, starts with week two, Yosef. Got to beat the Chiefs. They're going to be right here in Baltimore on Monday night. That'll be a nice feather in his cap because I think he's, what, 0 for 3 against them. That's really been his Achilles. Um, as far as the NFC teams, you mentioned none of them really scare me except Green Bay, depending on whether or not Aaron Rodgers is there. And uh, I guess that's next year. So they won't have to worry. Is it this year? It is this year. Aaron Rodgers will be there. What month? Because it really does depend on his mood, and he may not be with the team by then. Who knows? Uh, Based on the way things are going. He reported to the Packers yesterday. Oh, I'm well aware. I heard his comments today, and uh, he certainly didn't ingratiate himself to the uh, Packers faithful by saying that players come there to play with him, not to live in the town of Green Bay. So – I don't know how well that went over locally. Do I think Lamar is going to accomplish that? A yes or no question. The answer would be no. Which team will he fall short to? Uh, I don't even think he beats the Chiefs in week two. When I go over the schedule right now with my way too early predictions, I have him losing that game after beating the Raiders in the Monday night opener. So it's back-to-back Monday nights, right? Yeah. Is that right? I believe so. I don't I thought, think that's a no, Sunday night game. Sunday night. It was the... Oh, it is Sunday night? Okay. I don't have the schedule in front of me. No, one of those games I is d- definitely Sunday night. I believe the... Well, Chiefs that would is... be the second. I would be... That would be the second because the first game is Monday night. I know that for sure. Yeah, Chiefs is Sunday night at 820. Okay, that sounds right. NBC, which has the biggest audience, which has the best games, not Monday night, not Thursday night. It is Sunday night by far. They would want that game, and understandably so. All right, so Jerry's saying no. Lamar Jackson will not get that record. Jerry, really appreciate you coming on and giving me your time. I do have him. I do have him, you know, having a very good winning season, making the playoffs as far as what they're going to do in the postseason. Uh, too early. Too early to predict that. But it's great to be on your podcast. I understand you're escaping, leaving the nation in a hurry and your bags are packed. Um, People are coming to look for you. So I'm not going to disclose on this podcast where you're going because I know it's off the record, but hopefully you'll stay in touch. Absolutely will do, Jerry. And just big thank you for uh, all the help you've given me over the last three, four years. Absolutely. My pleasure. And again, let's connect. That was Jerry Coleman. Big thanks to him for coming on. As you can clearly tell, 
from the beginning of the episode. I am a huge fan of his podcast. Unfortunately, didn't realize what he had not been up to as I just keep on going back and obviously listening to all of his past episodes. But in all seriousness, big thanks for him for coming on. It's been, I mean, he's really been a big help in what I've been able to do. And he was a guy who I wanted to have on for the last podcast, which is unfortunately what this will be. And I say last, it could be I'm going to come back. It could be I'm going to do more. I just don't know. I do know that Mark mentioned it. Jerry alluded to it. I am going to be in Israel for a year. And I will not be continuing any of my content when I'm there. It's been a crazy three years. I mean, it's just thinking about who I've been able to get on this podcast, who's been willing to help me out. There's some names I'm not even allowed to mention. Um, suffice to say, general managers in, in some of the biggest cities in the world ha- have been willing to help me and helped me. Whether And many, many sports broadcasters, the best in Baltimore sports media have come on the, this show. And to me, that's nuts that they've just been willing to come on, willing to help me out and willing to make it happen despite everything else. I want to, I mean, big thank you to you guys. I would not have posted my podcasts, videos, articles, any of it. I would not have done it if I didn't have people listening consistently, if I didn't have people watching and reading consistently. I mean, it's a lot of you guys out there, the thousands who are coming on my website, watching my videos, reading my articles, listening to the podcast. And I know I've not been consistent with it, whether that be for school or tech issues. There have been a whole bunch of reasons why I've had to miss episodes. And sometimes it's just been no time. But you've been there and you found the time to listen. You found the time to continue just to check on my content. I just thank you. I, I really would not have done this if I had three or four people listening an episode. I would not have put so much time into it. I would not have done everything that I do to make this, what I hope to make this podcast a, a success. And just make, I mean, just keep on going back. The Ravens-Brown series, it's really, really incredible. I am confident that none of you have watched all of it. And I can say that because I've seen the user stats. But I mean, it's it's a lot. I'm I'm aware how many hours the series is because I I mean I've prepped and recorded all those hours, but the fun thing is, look, take the time when I'm in Israel, check that out, check out my other past content, relive the moments. I mean, if you think about the moments I've gotten to call, from Super Bowls, NBA Finals, MLB playoffs. I mean, I got to call the Kawhi Leonard shot, the Justin Verlander no hitter. Tons of just game winners, um, whether that be for the Ravens. I think I did a, a couple for the Orioles. I've had some massive uh, MLB moments. Did a very little bit of soccer, and I was going to cover the Olympics, and then it just kept on getting pushed off, and I just don't have time right now. But I was like, I was able to really get a lot. So big, just big thank you to all the guests who have come on. Thank you to you for listening and just staying with me throughout this. And until the next time whenever that will be. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I'm Yosef Messenger, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again.